30-minute reviews, beware of spoilers, and exploring hyperspace lanes are all available ad-free. But if you want to support the show, you can go to bewareofspoilers.com and click the support button that's available on the Spotify website. Thank you. Good evening and welcome to 30 Minute Reviews. I am Adam. We were going to do the backlog catalog, uh, backlog files today, but we had a, um, what's it called? We had a change of plans based on yesterday's earnings call with Disney, which has led to quite a bit of consternation regarding, I think that's the right word to use there, regarding release slates and, uh, and comments by Bob Iger. And we want to talk about some of them. First and foremost, in a graphic they released, they showcased their shows coming out for the rest of the year on streaming. Um, so it highlighted Loki, it highlighted, um, uh, what was the other one? It highlighted uh, Dancing with the Stars, which is going to be on streaming. Just all around good times. It did not feature Echo, which has led to a lot of belly aching about the possibility that Echo could be delayed. Uh, out of the November release date. Now, I want to take a minute to talk about this. It seems more and more likely like we are getting X-Men this year. The the Marvel Studios X-Men 97 show. It seems like, if not that, we are getting What If this year. Those are not on the list either. I can promise you we are getting Season 2 of The Santa Claus this year. That's not on the list. We are probably getting some documentary from Disney this year. That is not on the list. The, the point I'm making is that this list is not exhaustive. In fact, the paper says at the top, this list is not exhaustive. Changes could be made. Shows could go on there. Dates are subject to change. All of those things are said on that paper. But the thing is... I think what's more likely here is the reason why Echo is not included is I think this is a case of, again, people not understanding the difference between a fiscal year and a calendar year. A fiscal year is a 12-month period in which a business considers to be their their their, their year. Um, for, Disney, for Disney, the fiscal year is November through October. That 12 months is Disney's year. And the key difference is, when they say, through the end of our year, that could be what they mean. Through the end of October, in which case Echo would fall outside of that. I think the bigger story is that if that's accurate, and if that's the case that we're going with as to why this is looking the way it is, then it seems like they're not giving a huge theatrical window to A Haunting in Venice. Because A Haunting in Venice is on that list. I think that that's kind of, you know, part of the problem. Um, we'll get more to that later. Then we have this question of what about, you know, all that. Because the thing is, too, I think it's confirmed that the Santa Clauses comes out this year, um, season two, with Eric Stone Street as, as the evil Santa. Um, but if that's the case, then why are we... Why are we looking at this and being like, you know, that, that's not on the list either. Um, and then when we get down to it, 
there's there's also the 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 delay that seems confirmed by what's coming out in the first half of next year for their theatrical slate, and it seems like the first half of their year does not include Deadpool. Now we're doing November, December, January, February, March, April, May. That is seven. I didn't look at the paper, so if that's the case, that it is. Um, Deadpool is not listed, and it is all of next year, then that could be indicative of something else of it getting delayed, or it could just be it's outside of their first six-month window. Either, either is possible. But the issue that I have with all of this is if you look at the, the broader, like, you know, Oh, is Deadpool getting delayed? The minute SAG went on strike, we should have assumed it was getting delayed. It shouldn't have been a question of, oh, is it going to get delayed? Is it going to, you know, is it going to make its May release date? Of course not. The movie was not done with production when the Screen Actors Guild strike started. And even if the strike were to end tomorrow, and a deal was struck and ratified tomorrow, which is not going to happen, we're looking at a September date to restart production. At earliest. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, what, you really thought that it was going to make that May date? Because you know how Marvel likes to reshoot things. Like, it, 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 it's just questionable that people are surprised by this. Um, but regardless, it's, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the third thing I want to talk about is probably the most egregious. And the third thing is Iger's statement about the lackluster earnings so far this year and, and all of that. He says that part of the blame is they, they're not focusing enough on big IP. And in the future, they're going to focus on big IP. I think the Iger is misrepresenting the problem here. The problem isn't they're not focusing on big IP. They're focusing on big IP. Like, what has Disney put out that has not been good? Like, arguably their worst stuff has been big IP. And their best stuff has been new stuff. Like, when they get into the new, that's where it works. And we have to address the fact that the issue is they're diluting their brands with streaming. Because part of the problem is, like... The, the the offerings from Marvel Studios on Disney Plus have not been the strongest. Um, even when they're good, they are, like, at best okay. There's no Marvel show that I walked away from going, holy shit, this is the best, you know, superhero show that I've ever seen. That has never happened at any point in any of these. And the question is, you know, well, what does that do to the movies? It That does harm the movies. It's like, well, if I don't have to... Like, if I gotta sit here and watch an eight-hour show or a six-hour show to understand what's happening in this movie, I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna watch the movie then. And that's where the harm comes in. That's where the brand harm comes in the Marvel Studios. Um... Meanwhile, it's like with, with 
with what Pixar has done, like, Lightyear is not a good movie. Like, Lightyear is not great with what it's trying to do, and, and it doesn't feel like the movie that they're setting out to be. Like, I think when I did my review of Lightyear over on Beware of Spoilers um, last year when it came out, I think I said at that point, like, the, the big issue that I have with Lightyear is that they opened the movie saying, this is the movie that Andy watched as a kid and made him fall in love with Buzz Lightyear as a character. And I'm like, alright. The movie doesn't feel like a 90s movie, though. The movie doesn't feel like a movie that would have come out in 1993. Um, and I think that's fundamentally the problem. And why it doesn't work. And then it's like, look, the time travel aspects don't quite line up, and it's kind of weird, and it gets too heady for what it is, and it, 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 it's too... There are too many issues with that movie for it to be great. And and the box office reflects that. And then on top of that, too, it's like the movies that have resonated with audiences have been original movies. They've been your Encantos. They've been your Turning Reds. They've been your Elementals. Which Elemental has legged out profitability. Which, based on the opening weekend, where it opened against The Flash for a, a, a career low with Pixar, like... It, it is, it, it's shocking that it has managed to leg out being profitable. But it has, so it's an original movie that people care about. Like, look at, like, the, the, one of the things that we've learned over the last few years is not, it's not IP that's king at the box office. And IP has never been what people have flocked to. People flock to stories about characters they care about. People flock to stories about that are told by a director or a writer or someone with a vision. It's not about, oh, look, here's Iron Man. And I think that's kind of the thing that, like, when we talk about Marvel Studios, we tend to forget about. Marvel Studios launched in 2008 with Iron Man, with Thor, with Captain America, with, you know, Black Widow as a side character and Hawkeye as a side character in these movies, uh, the, the Hulk. It launched as... A, uh, as, as a studio that couldn't use their biggest hitters. It launched trying to tell a story that we had to make up for the fact that we couldn't use the X-Men. We couldn't use the Fantastic Four. We couldn't use Spider-Man. But we're going to get out there and we're going to get people to care about Iron Man, who was at best a C-list character. Captain America, who was at best a B-list character. Like, no one here were the big names that everyone recognized. And it worked. Because character work came first. And fundamentally, that is the issue with Marvel Studios as it is now. Where, it's a, it's a weird situation, don't get me wrong. And I think that Marvel Studios is kind of trying to handle it on two fronts. Where it's like, look, we fundamentally have to get people interested again after hitting a climax. Which is a difficult task. Because... Event, you hear a lot of people saying Avengers should have ended with Marvel should have ended with Endgame. The the problem is, we're back in Phase One, and people are coming off of the highs of Phase Three, and by maybe by the time we hit Secret Wars, it works. But I'm starting to lose faith that that could happen because it hasn't happened so far. We had like, let me rephrase that. We had um, what's it called? We had uh. What's, what's his name? Um, like, we, we had that... Uh, um, 
you know, we had Black Panther, and that resonated with audiences. Audiences loved Black Panther. Um, audiences loved Guardians 3. But again, that's done with a vision. Like, that is, and, and that is Kugler with a vision. Um, and I think that that's the, the lesson that should be learned, but it doesn't appear like it is being learned. Like, give an interesting director an interesting thing, and you could get an interesting thing, and you could get an interesting result that people will flock out to see. Give Greta Gerwig a Barbie movie, and people will flock out to see it to the tune of a billion dollars. You know, give, let Tom Cruise come back and tell a story about aging and being aged out, you know, in, in, in a movie that's a visual effects spectacle in the form of uh, Top Gun Maverick. And people will show up to see it. So, therein lies the problem, is that the Marvel movies, I think to an extent, have gotten to, we're focusing on this overarching story. We are building toward other stuff. But what does that mean? And to Marvel's credit, and I don't want to say it's all been you know, all been doom and gloom, you get a lot of things that feel like they are very clearly the style of the director. Say what you will about Eternals. I love Eternals. A lot of people do not like Eternals. Say what you will about the movie. Very clearly, that is Chloe Zhao doing her thing without being told not to do something. I didn't like Thor Love and Thunder, but you cannot say that Thor Love and Thunder is not a, uh, what the fault, is not a, um, a Taika Waititi movie. So, the, the, the question just becomes, well, can we get an interesting story? Can we get into characters we care about? And, you know, maybe Deadpool works, you know, next year. Maybe Captain America works. I don't think you're going to get the, the people, ex like, you're not going to get people excited for Thunderbolts next year in the way people were excited for, um, what's it called, in the way that we're excited for Avengers. You're not going to get people, especially if you're going to have, like, okay, so it's U.S. agent, Alright, cool. Um, it's it's Red Guardian. So we got two guys with shields. Uh, one of which is not a super soldier. Um, you got... See, and I think US Agent would be better served as like a foil to... like Almost like how Crossbones is a recurring bad guy to Captain America in the Captain America movies. Like, that would be a better use of US Agent um, here. But that's not what they're doing. And that is fundamentally kind of the issue. Where it's like, it, it just feels like, look, we're trying to build toward the story while also not building toward the story explicitly, which leaves us in this weird place where things feel kind of just disjointed and wrong. And it's like, all right, I guess, sure. Um, but it is what it is. But look, could Disney turn it around? Absolutely. Disney 100% has the capability to turn it around. I think that... You need to get Star Wars on track, and your Star Wars movie needs to cost under $100 million. I think that that's a tall order, but if you can make a good Star Wars movie on the cheap, you might get people back and interested. Um, and get experimental. Like, part of the issue is we have these massive budgets that are like, why does the movie need to cost this much? Like, why does... Um, you know, why does Indiana Jones need to cost $330 million? It doesn't. Like, think about how much more money Disney would have if they kept Pixar 
at the same budget of Across the Spider-Verse, which cost substantially less. It cost about half what Elemental cost. It's absurd. It's just totally absurd, the cost of these movies. And if they can keep the budgets down, that would help. It would make it so that way turning up... You don't have to make almost a billion dollars to turn a, to turn a profit. Um, and also, you have to cancel some of these. I think canceling live-action remakes, 100% would do a ton to help out. Because if you want to talk about diluting the brand, I think the live-action remakes hurt more than they help. Um, like, we look at, like, The Little Mermaid, which made a, a, a nice chunk of money. But these are diminishing returns. What we're looking at with these movies, with these with these live-action remakes, is why am I turning out to see a movie that I've seen before, but with, like, three more songs and in live-action where it's not nearly as interesting-looking as it was in in, uh, in animation, or in the case of The Lion King, in photorealistic animation uh, instead of cartoony animation. And that is kind of the problem. That is fundamentally the problem with why these movies are not working and not connecting with audiences. It's like... It, it's tough to, to sell someone on it. It's like, oh, you saw The Little Mermaid? Here is the exact same movie, but with three more songs. And it's longer now. And it's in live action. And there are sequences that look weird. And it's like, but but why? Like, the same thing goes with, like, the like Under the Sea, I think, it, it has the same issue as um, Can You Feel the Love Tonight in The Lion King. Where it's like, there is a, a profound aspect of that song that is misunderstood by that, uh, by the way it's portrayed in this version of the movie, where it's like, can you feel the love tonight in in the live action or the photorealistic Lion King is, or the remake of the Lion King, is done during the day, which is an odd choice, and the sequence is not memorable. Um... And at the same time, it's a similar situation with Under the Sea, which, when you remove all of the the cartoony aspect of it, it just looks weird. So, like, why does it need to? Why does it need to cost as so much? And and like, look at like, you know, you got to be more selective with your release dates. You got to be better strategizing on that front, because why did you release, you know, Haunted Mansion in July? Haunted Mansion would have been a perfectly serviceable Halloween movie that would have made a ton... Like, look at the release slate for October this year. There is very little family programming that it's, it's working against. If you put it in late October, you would have been set. You would have had shorter legs because you got Dune and you got the Marvels and you got... Well, the Marvels was supposed to come out in July, but you would have had Dune and you would have had uh, The Hunger Games, but that movie would have had a very different target audience than those two. This would have given you the opportunity to be the family horror movie of Halloween, but no, you released it in in July. Why? It's a dumb decision. Um, like, and, and, and the budget was low enough where that movie, at a different time of year, with a less stacked month around it, would have turned a major profit. And it would have made them a ton of money. But they fucked it up based with a bad release date. They gotta be more strategic about these things. So the problem isn't IP. The problem isn't Disney not ha like the, the the problem is they're making bad decisions at the corporate level. That's the problem. And, and you're not giving the movies time to breathe before putting them out of theaters. But we'll wrap up there for today. We'll do backlog files tomorrow. And until then, have a great rest of your week. <laughs>